Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, August 10th. Today on the show, I finally have some time and space to gather myself after the Nashville SC performance on Sunday evening. A major problem with sports fans and how sensitive they are about everything. But we begin with a few observations from Titans camp from Monday's practice. Mike Vrabel and John Robinson right now are heading into every single practice trying to find pieces that they trust. They need a place kicker that they can trust. They need a right tackle that they can trust. They need a pass rusher that they can trust. That's their job. Find someone that they can trust. And when it comes to your home, the only name you need to know when it comes to trust is the Kingston Group. If you're making a big decision to go through a major remodel or custom build, you need to remember the name the Kingston Group. Their process is all about trust. They build their trust on the front end, and they prove it with their work on the back end. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at their work, BuildKG.com. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. They are Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. One that you can trust. Let's get a couple of quick camp updates from the Titans practice on Monday. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Danico Autry, Ben Jones, and Nate Davis all did not practice. Bud Dupree did take some reps in the first team period and then worked on the side field away from the rest of the team. So again, easing him into the situation. It was the most action that Taylor Lewan and Caleb Farley have had thus far in camp, and they had two very different results. Lawan was solid and got better as practice went along. He didn't look like he was holding back at all, which is always fun to watch. But Farley still has a long way to go mentally. His head is obviously swimming, and it's important to remember that he's only played two years of corner in his entire life and didn't play any football in 2020. So this was probably to be expected. Right now, I would be surprised if he is a starting player for this defense in Week 1, but should have eyes on earning his way into the lineup, certainly as a rotational piece, as the game slows down for him. Once again, the defense did its job in team drills. Obviously, with so much talent sitting out for the offense, this was sort of to be expected. Defensive linemen Laurel Murchison and Kyle Petko both played very well. Again, creating some depth along that defensive line that maybe we didn't know that the Titans were going to have this year. Right tackle Kendall Lamb went to the showers with what appeared to be a left arm injury midway through the first team period, and it only crystallizes just how thin this offensive line group is right now although Ty Sambrillo was back out there on Monday, so that's good news. Right now, four-fifths of the offensive line is established and very good. Spots five through ten, though, right now, that's a major concern for me. Let's end on a high note with the Titans, the wide receiver position. Josh Reynolds has been back for a few days and is essentially the number one target right now with Jones and Brown not out there. But for my money, Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson are right behind him on the depth chart. Literally, they were listed that way by the Titans when they released their depth chart on Monday. Both made a couple of more big plays in Monday's practice and just continue to outperform the rookie options Des Fitzpatrick and Racy McMath. And remember, Rogers can return punts, so don't be surprised if all of this leads to the Titans keeping seven wide receivers. Sam Ficken went 6-for-6 six six on Monday and might be edging ahead of Tucker McCann for place-kicking duties for this team, even though McCann was listed ahead of Ficken on the depth chart. McCann was 5-of-6, and Ficken has looked slightly better since arriving at camp last week. The Titans are back on the practice field, of course, on Tuesday and Wednesday before traveling Thursday and playing the Falcons in their first preseason game on Friday evening. So every now and then on the show, I feel the need to sort of get things off my chest, do some unscripted ranting about some topics that 
exist in and around our sports world, sports media consumption world as well. You guys know I'm obsessed with media. Go check out the Lamestream Sports Podcast, of course. And this came up, I guess, last week with the Titans with some questions. And it's going to come up with the Tennessee Volunteers, especially if they struggle this year. The Predators, if they miss the playoffs this this season coming up, there's going to be a lot of tough questions that people are going to have to ask in Predators camp. Nashville SC, of course, struggling and deserving of criticism after their loss to Miami on Sunday. And it is the idea that we cannot handle criticism as fans of our favorite teams, that we cannot exist outside of our little safe space where I don't want to hear anything but positivity about my team and my players and my coaches. If you have a single negative thing to say or a tough question to ask, then you hate the team. You're not a fan. You're a hater. And my job on this show, and I hope you guys appreciate it, is not to be a fan of any of these particular teams, to go fanboy and just be a homer. That's not what I do. That's not my job. Hopefully, that's not why you listen to this show. I have teams that I root for. There are definitely people that I root for that don't even play for my favorite teams. But my job is to go to Titans camp, look at who did well, look at who did poorly, and report that back to you. Maybe I've got an opinion about what the Titans should do with that position. Maybe I've got an opinion about who the Tennessee Volunteers should start at quarterback after watching those guys practice. Our job is to sometimes ask difficult questions of people that you care deeply about. And sometimes you're not going to like the answers. Or sometimes you're not going to like the questions. What I don't understand is the fans that want to exist in fantasy land where everything is perfect. And yes, I could absolutely extrapolate this out to the entire world and especially our country right now. Oh, how dare you suggest that America ever did anything wrong? Oh, I don't know because it's true. David Poyle is under scrutiny right now because the team isn't succeeding. The offensive line for the Titans is a question for me right now because the depth is a problem. The Tennessee Volunteers are going to have to answer tough questions because they might win four games in 2021. This is just how sports goes, folks. And I think you guys listen to this show knowing full well that you are going to get objective analysis. You may disagree with me, and that is totally fine. But this is not a safe space. This is not a little echo chamber that you've created for yourself that you're going to hear exactly what you want to hear about your favorite teams. That is not what this show or anything on the 440 Sports Network is about. If you want to listen to that, go listen to the stuff that's distributed by the teams. There's plenty of space for homers and objective reporting. I don't know why this is a big issue in our country. I guess we just can't handle a little criticism, a little negativity. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We shouldn't be raising our children this way. We shouldn't be sports fans this way. We shouldn't live in a country like this. We should be able to handle a tiny little bit of criticism or disagreement or whatever it may be about our favorite things that challenge us to think. I want to know everything about my teams and favorite players, the good and the bad. I want to know the history of my country so that we can make it better in the future. And I think my children learn from skinning their knees on the sidewalk. I don't know. Call me crazy. We didn't really have a whole lot of time yesterday on the show to dive into Nashville SC's absolutely garbage performance against the worst team in the Eastern Conference in the 2-1 loss to Miami on Sunday evening. I had to get Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech into the show yesterday. But the bottom line is, it was an epic failure, and the hope is that maybe it lights a fire under their ass. A, A depleted and rested lineup played pretty well against New England on the road. The best team in the conference took a draw. But this team has been settling too often Almost all season long. They've benefited from a heavy home schedule. 
They've won games at home when they're supposed to. They've settled for draws on the road. But with the lead in the second half against a garbage team, you have to figure out a way to win, especially with the most of your best players playing for the vast majority of that game. You rested them against New England so that they could play on Sunday against Miami on the road in an opportunity to take three points away from Miami. And anything less than three points should be considered a failure by Nashville SC. If they're going to be good and they're going to make runs and we're going to hold them to high standards, then we've got to do it when they fail. And Sunday's loss to Inter-Miami was a total failure. Hani Mukhtar, CJ Sapong, Randall Layal, Dax McCarty, all back in the lineup. I know the back line's not fully healthy yet and not the way it's going to look, hopefully, in the playoffs. But there is no excuse, there is no reason to give up a second-half lead and a stoppage-time game winner to the worst team in the Eastern Conference. And if you just listen to my rant about holding people accountable, coaches, players, fans, then Nashville SC needs to be held accountable as well. It was an absolutely terrible performance on Sunday in a critical road situation that they needed to take three points. If you want to hear more from me venting about Nashville SC, and in particular from the experts Tim Sullivan, make sure you check out the Club & Country podcast this week out on Tuesday today on the 440 Sports Network. The 440 is brought to you every single day by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. They're an award-winning group that's been doing work in this market for over a decade for a reason. They are trustworthy. Go to the website, buildkg.com, give them a call, talk with them about your home, and let them create something that you not only love, but that will make you money as well. Buildkg.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group. Thank you all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook at 440 Media on Instagram. Please share the show. We do appreciate it. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, August 10th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. <laughs>